And welcome to back. Welcome back to another episode of the Young Ones Podcast. I am your host, uh, Carter Life Al, and this is Simone uh, Ali. <laughs> by the way, if you're not in a holiday spirit by the end of this one, you're still not going to be. Trust me. Just hang around for the end. You'll be Check very the halls with gasoline. Light a match and watch it clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's Christmas week. Hanukkah yeah, is over. Was, he, was happy, it canceled, though? Happy Chanukah, guys. Happy Chanukah. And, uh, yeah. I learned that word from <laughs> Smokey Robinson. Oh, uh, yeah. And, uh, of course, we got, you can't forget Kwanzaa. You know what I mean? Kick That's ass. The day after Christmas. Hope y'all have a kick ass Kwanzaa out there. Um, Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Yeah, so it's Christmas week. Um, a lot of people have said that things don't feel like Christmas. Um, made me think that Christmas is a state of mind and it's funny how we depend on the ritualistic aspects of it to be put in a Christmas mood. Like these things happen when Christmas is coming. These things happen when Christmas is coming. Um, so when those things don't happen, it doesn't like, I don't know. it. I think, I don't know if that's because of the commercialization of the idea, or is that just, I think it's just, it's expectations that people have. It it really shows you how our expectations really can control our mood or viewpoint on a thing where it's like, you expect Christmas to always be the same. So when it does change, you're like, well, it's not Christmas. It's like, well, it's not Christmas as you know it. Then what was Christmas? If it was that fragile, was it Christmas? <laughs> Christmas is in your mind, bro. It's supposed to be in your heart. But do you know what I'm saying? It's. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very, like since we don't have the symbols of Christmas, oh, it doesn't feel like Christmas. Like, well, it it can though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right? Look, the the, the um the Christmas feel is a state of mind. Um, like I just said previously, <laughs> but it's it's a state of mind where like any any moment could feel like Christmas. You know. Right. Uh, like you find like a ten dollar bill on the ground. Well, it's not. Well, that won't feel like Christmas anymore. But um, when when people actually like paper currency, uh, when you Wait, find lady. like some paper currency, <laughs> <laughs> you find a ten dollar ground. Now you're like, does that have COVID on it? Exactly. Do I touch that? But um, you know that feeling of getting something new. Yo, that's that's the that's the hypocrisy of us as human beings. Sometimes you feel like you get it's not even getting something new, something familiar that you that you didn't have. That's that's really what it is. It's not really new. It's just something that you didn't expect and happen to kind of fall into your 
field of view. And you're like, oh, so now you, you, it's like, oh shit, it must be Christmas. That feeling, that feeling of like walking into a clean room or getting a new car and the smell of it every time you go walk into, that's Christmas. And then eventually somebody fucking rolls a blunt in the back of your car and now your shit stinks. And, um, and then all of a it's sudden like you, start, you start eating fucking McDonald's and Burger King and now you got that scent in your car. And then you got girls uh, and, and your friends with perfume and cologne on and then that mix it up. And then next thing you know, you got your fucking new whip smelling like a taxi cab in New York City back in 1987. Mm. The funk, oh, and then maybe maybe you just was like, I want to do something crazy. Then you just start masturbating in the back of your whip just for the hell of it. Um, and then you, you forget that you didn't have anything to, to actually kind of wipe off on. So then you just leave it on the back seat and it's not leather. Yeah. It's got that velvet feel that, that, that velvet? Like cigarette bong, cigarette burns like on it and shit, which are like fused as if you just burnt some plastic and shit. So every time you go over there, you can use it as a back scratcher or something. Um, and I guess that could be your new Christmas if you actually appreciate it. But I think it's all about appreciation. Like, what the fuck do you expect, especially as a grown adult, that you're supposed to feel about Christmas? Christmas is for the fucking kids. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and people, people like to get together and, you know, obviously, and, you know, just enjoy time together. If, if anything, this is a very, it's a very revealing time. And if, if you're not, you know, it's really hard for people that are, I mean, it really, I would say it could be seen as tough on everyone because it is, it is different. But that's just the thing, it's different. I don't know that it's better or worse. It's just different. And people that are used to, you know, things changing up. I think if you grew up in a chaotic household when you were a child, this is probably like, okay, this is a breeze. You know what I mean? Like, I'm used to things kind of switching up and not being what I expected and um, that's okay. But then I think it's harder on people that are used to a lot of um, like, you know, Groundhog Day type stuff where, you know, go to work and get home and go to work, get home. And then on the weekend you go out of town and this and that. And then in the holidays, these people come over and then you see them and then you hang out Christmas day and then like traditions type things, but, um, it is interesting. I, I, it would be cool though to, you know, for people to think about it and just think, well, you know, it is different, but it just is what it is. I mean, uh, I don't mean that in a lazy way. Like you just let the chips fall where they may, but you flow with it and you just, by the way, I know people that are still getting together. Like some people are not tripping about it. And some people are taking heavy precautions about not getting together. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, 
is that really any different than what humans have gone through in the past in other parts of the world? Probably even in this, well, obviously this, what was it, in the 1920s or whatever? Is that the Spanish flu or something? But even then, you know, so it's not anything people haven't gone through before. Um, I just think now that I think people just expect things won't change. Like things will always be like this. It's like, no, no, something's going to switch it up. I mean, just even after this Christmas, Christmas won't be the same, I would guess. Look, nobody's really thinking about Christmas right now. You know what people are thinking about? How to get laid? No, it's December 21st. You know what happens on this day that hasn't happened in 800 years? Uh, the alignment of two planets? Shit that you probably wouldn't have even known about 800 years ago. But, <laughs> I mean, you probably would have, but it wouldn't There's, be yeah, such, was such an event. I mean, actually, it'd probably be more eventful than, than what it is, although people are making it really, really huge. You got memes of people waiting for their superpowers and shit just from the alignment of some planets that are way, way further away. I can understand if it was like uh, Mercury um, and Jupiter. If it was like all the planets. Yeah, and that's happened not kind of recently. It's in the past 10 years or some shit. But what really makes you think is how how egocentric we are as a species, it's that because they align to us, mm. we're literally coming from one angle. Think about all the other angles that exist. Right. And well, if, if that's, that's the idea of looking at things in a full spectrum other than just one polarity, um, which is hard to do. But it's fun. Yo, it's actually fun to do that shit. You ever, you ever been driving? And, um, and, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you, you ever just imagine following yourself? I do. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. I imagine following myself. I imagine following myself from like another driver's perspective. I imagine following myself, looking looking down from like a bird's eye view. I I picture the insect that I'm probably about to murder, um, and uh, and like their perspective of like this huge dark object coming. It's not dark because I'm black, guys. Come on, it's dark because it's going to be a fucking huge object that's going to block out light and shit. Think about the the sun's perspective to to like an ant, and how objects that that we just think are just very very small, um, how it it could actually block out their light. And this is one of the reasons why they 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 don't use their eyes much to for for their uh, perspective. And, right. uh, um, well, I, I just try to think of things in, in those spectrums. Although, even as you think of them, they're still coming from a, a human point of view. You can't get away from it. So fucked up. Um, I had this, I had this weird epiphany 
on um, on Sunday. I was I drove by the beach and I'm sitting there. I got my pad in my hand, and then something just hit me about um, about how fucked up it is that in order to exist, something else has to acknowledge your existence mm-hmm. and kind of teach you that you exist. And this is how you exist. And and then then I started thinking, well, then what the fuck does it mean to be? Because what you what you would see in in me, once someone had to tell me that I'm me, but then within that telling of of me, and this is this is gonna be a mind fuck by the way, in that telling of me, you describe me as what you want me to be. But if I exceed your expectations then you get mad at me for not being what you want me to be because I'm being something other than what I'm supposed to be. But yet, in order to do that, I have to identify that you, I have to identify you identifying me and what I'm supposed to be. Really, really fucked up concept. Whereas like, you're always not ever you because some you're the you're, you're you resonate from somebody else's perspective. This and then true. even even in society, how you're told how you're supposed to be. Anytime you go against that, then you're always criticized, and then you're you're you become an outcast. But the only way that you can know how to be different is to first know how to be how to be right it's weird because again somebody teaches you how to be you identify these touch your eyes touch your nose touch your mouth touch your toes <laughs> you play you make a game of it right but then if if someone never taught me to acknowledge who i am how would i even know that i existed I would think maybe that's why it's purest form. Well, you could. Damn. I was about to say, if you were the only one or thing that did exist, you would be everything. But you would know that. Right. But then how would you you know know you're separate from yourself? Exactly. Somebody else tells you you're separate. But that means that you have to acknowledge something else other than you. And then the right. cycle begins again. It's like you can't, so, you could never know that you're not you. Like for instance, if if I'm living in this particular life, then I don't know anything other than living this particular life. I don't even know that there's not anything else other than living this particular life. Because in order for me to to acknowledge that there's something other than living this particular life, I have to be able to experience that life. But then if I experience that life, how do I know that it's just not a part of the life experience of that life? Even in death, they go hand in hand. So how mm-hmm. how how can one not be the other? Right. And so there's this 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 it's almost like try like if you turn around 
then what's in front of you exists, but what's behind you doesn't. Yeah, but how do you? I don't know. Are, are you speaking metaphorically? Because, I mean, really, what is behind you does exist. You just can't see it because your but eyes are facing but, forward. But what does the, what do the eyes have to do with anything? Oh, that's what, what I'm saying. If you're speaking, what, does, but see, what speak, does it mean for what does it really mean for something to be behind you? You're you're speaking metaphorically. Well, I don't know. That's a good question because even direction is is subjective. Right. Because people, if people always think that your eyes, this is the pinpoint of everything. It's like here's where everything radiates out. You're like, but is it though? Like, right. That's very trippy. I hope everyone out there right now is having a panic attack. Your eyes are the only part of your brain that that is ever exposed. Right. Yep, it's attached directly to your brain. Um, Which means that it, it's the one that leads, but it is not necessarily the one that truly perceives reality in its totality. Or even the Right, of course, because it's, it's only taking in a certain range of wavelengths. It's just your, your, that, that's why, that's why the body, the intelligence of your body as an entire entity is really pretty interesting. It's really a collaboration of millions of organisms or billions, uh, which is pretty entertaining and a bit trippy, actually, if you ask me. Yeah, it's just a, a world um, within a world. So how do we know that, that that world, that inner world, and all the shit that's going on in and around my, my tetas, how do we know that that's not the same thing that's going on right now? Oh, right. Yeah. What, wasn't it that someone said that the eerie similarities between uh, brain cells and galaxies mm. and it like, and how it's kind of dispersed and, and how it connects and which doesn't surprise me at all. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty trippy. Um, these are the kind of conversations that you could be having on Christmas with your Nana, you know. <laughs> Nana, um, Nana. How do you yes. know you exist? <laughs> how do you know you exist, huh? Like chopping up in your presence. <laughs> Nana, Nana. Did you know yeah, when you let's... poo, you have world, you just create another world? Think about all the microorganisms in your dookie. Think about when, think about when you like, when you, when you bust a nut, but then you got to pee after. And think about those organisms that are just swimming around in, in your yard. How do they survive? What kind of world do they live in? They're, just They're like, wait, world. what the, what the hell just happened? Goo of, of, of glucose and stuff. But like... <laughs> glucose. Glucose. They're yeah. glucosing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty... And then, right. then, then all of a sudden they enter this world of urine, this world that isn't as like, as fulfilling because it's like, you know, semen is thicker than urine. You know, these are the conversations that I like to have. These are the intellectual conversations that we have on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my granddad used to say, 
<laughs> Even is thicker than urine. Yeah, so what do you mean by I that? Thought, I, I, th- no I thought we was nutty. I thought we was nutty. Semen thicker than urine, son. How could you yeah. do this to me? <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. That's, I'm going to use that. When somebody's like, yo, yo, my fam, blood is thicker than water. Semen thicker than urine, so. <laughs> yeah, nut is thicker than water. Uh, um, uh yeah uh no that's interesting uh yeah i don't i don't know these are good existential questions i i think in that video i i sent and i was really um i don't know i was kind of fascinated by it um basically when he's saying people are being it's alan watts again you know how i do everybody that listens to this um about being fooled is basically being tricked into what time and space are where you know people think it's this uh finite moment when it's actually an ongoing process that resonates and um you know people always he he brought it into perspective by saying things like when we blame things even if it's genetically or, um, you know, literally saying things like, well, I can't help that I'm this way. My, my dad was screwed up in the head and he, you know, cause it's like, but then you're, but the way you're being fooled is you're being fooled into thinking you can't alter it. And you're like, well, that's right, just right. the way I am or the way it is, it's like, yeah, but you, you acknowledge that. Right. And if, if you can acknowledge it, you, you can do something about it. Right. Nothing is finite. Right. So and that's, you, you but that's why, that's why when people like, you know, the passive, you know, like, it's like when people say, well, you know, you know how I am. Why can't you be different? Like, right. you can. I you could be. Right, and people don't think they have that within their power. I, I, I think it, 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 this is a thing that I used to say years ago. I, I was quite ahead of myself with many things. I remember in college telling uh, my roommate, I would, I feel like I've told you this in here, but, or I mean, in, on this podcast, but when I was in college back when we met, I used to tell Alan, um, like it'd be Friday night and we'd be get he'd be getting ready to go to bed or something. He'd be like, when do you want to go to brunch? And I'll go, let's go now. He's like, what? I go, let's go now. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? I go, well, when we go, it's going to be now. Cause it, that doesn't exist <laughs> yet. So tomorrow it'll be now when we go. So technically we're going now. It's just not here yet. Like, it, it will be, but that doesn't even exist. And he's like, man, you're trippy. But that's what's weird, because I didn't even think about it until years ago, like when I started reading The Power of Now, and I was like, holy shit, this is scary, because when you have that kind of um, awareness, to know, it gives you a lot of power. And I think people are afraid 
of the power they possess. And I don't want to say people are weak. I think people are so tied into who they think they are or who they are told that they are, that they can't, they don't want to break out of that. But well, if they're they acknowledging... Like because, you know, it's, an, it's, it's, it's almost kind of like a, an authority thing where it's like, I don't want to change because if I change, then everything that's familiar to me will end up being unfamiliar and I'll be alienated and then nobody will want me anymore. And then I'll have to pursue new things and new people and new friends and new relationships. And I'm not ready for all that shit, but I wish I could change. That's what motherfuckers do. That's what we do. That's exactly what we do. Um, and it's, I guess that is part of the process. So as, as we're kind of criticizing the process, that, that kind of is the process. It, and I think it was, it, it's, um, it's a self-preservation thing where as, as like, like a little kid is going to kind of want you to hold their hand before they take that leap of faith into the next thing. And that's probably a smart thing, but you have to make sure that you actually do the process. There's one thing about standing at the edge of the pool. There's another thing about deciding that you're going to go in. And it's another thing about just, like there's people that just see something and then dive into it. And mm-hmm. sometimes that might be a good thing, but sometimes that, that could be your life. Whereas I think the best, the, the, the happy medium, because it's either you dive into it or you don't do it at all. And I think really the process in between is to ease into it by paying attention to those that are doing it and those that have done it, and then take a step forward. And the more you, the, I think the more you give, and that's where it's funny because now I'm, as I'm thinking about this process, thinking about that's how peer pressure starts. The more you give into um, accepting everybody else that has done it before you, and then you take, then you take that, because it's not like we're jumping into anything that's not familiar to us. These are all things that have been presented to us because it's not like there will never be the first to do something. Because as we evolve as a civilization, as a conscious awareness being, the only way that we were able to do it is somebody before us did it, right. and then passed on passed on that that sense of existence to that other person and shit. But as I said in the previous podcast, it's all the same thing anyway. It's just the contrast to what you accept you are, and then then you accept that okay. I am this, but I'm not that. But I'm going to become that because I've already experienced this. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's what life, what life and death is. That's what change is. Life and death are nothing but changes of the same coin. You're, you're just flipping a heads to tails, um, becoming something different, acknowledging who you are, and then becoming something different than who you are. Some people would, would like the encouragement is to say greater or or better than or evolve from mm-hmm. but like i said everything is the same it's just that now we see it in a different perception there's absolutely nothing that i'm doing now that has been that much different from what i did when i was probably like 
um, five years old. Right, right, yeah. It's just it's just that now I have those things to my grasp um, independently from what my environment has given me. So it it it, it has been the same thing. It's not, it's like now I'm passing on the responsibility to you. I teach you the game, and now I pass the game on to you, and then you play the game to your to however you want to play the game. Whether or not we accept that or or even understand that. It's completely the difference between accepting and happiness and, and actually just going with it and then com complete and total rebellion and destruction and resentment and fucking feeling like this world is not for you and all that shit. If, if I just gave you, the gave you a game and didn't even give you the rules of the game, and then you realize that you're trapped in the game and you don't even know how to play, this is going to be very, very frustrating. Right. But those who continue to play the game over and over again, they acquire way more knowledge and then they have more of an advantage of the game. More people end up having a capability of understanding, of reaching to somebody because they understand it because they know how to play the game. So it's mm -hmm. much better to watch somebody who's played the game than you trying to play it yourself because who the fuck wants to watch somebody that plays the game for the first time especially if you've already played the game right and you see it and you're like because then it's like like you think what are you doing you think a lebron james is going to want to watch uh um uh like somebody in kindergarten playing basketball uh, i mean it could be cute not. but are you, is he really going to want to watch and and then 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 actually accepting that all right this person just doesn't know the game yet. Nobody like teachers are the exception because the teacher knows exactly where where the potential of a student can be, and then hopefully if they have patience, they allow the process to they allow the process to happen, and then allow the child to to grow on their own pace. Um, those who don't do that, they just look at you and be like, yo, get the fuck out of here. You, you don't even know the game. And this is, to me, this is how, um, when we feel that people have had greater advantages than us, it depends on how you choose to see the game. Because you could take, you could take that idea, that concept, and then you could learn from them how to play. Mm -hmm. Instead of just being like, ah, oh, I'll never get to fucking shoot that, like, shoot that shot from the three-pointer or fucking take that leap from the free-throw line. As soon as you say that, then you've already lost because you haven't even, you haven't even thought about trying. But then you'll have people that tell, that'll tell you, you'll never be able to do that shit. You'll, you'll always have a disadvantage because you're short or you're this or you're that. Um, and then, so then there are those who just say, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Or there's going to be motherfuckers who be like, I'm not going to try it all. So you have to establish who you are. Understand that life is the game. Life is the game. You only lose when you don't try. When you wake up every day and you say, oh shit, it's the same shit every day. Oh, mm -hmm. I know what to expect. And, and then you just wallow in your fucking, in your pity. When you look at people and you see how they're how they're quote unquote winning, and you think that you can't get there, 
because of something, yes, there'll there will be there'll be people that want to block you out the game because they don't want you to have what they have. But there are still ways of getting around it. Like a a, a baby could get past Shaq and take it to the and take it to the rim. It's gonna be a lot harder. There's there's gonna be a lot. There has to be support. In some way, right, some, some kind of something going yeah. on, yeah. Yeah, some kind of support. But eventually, uh, the child will take take down the giant. That's just if the child so wants to, then the child will take down the giant. Now, saying all this as a metaphor for saying that if you understand and you choose to live life, and you want certain things in life, find out how the fuck to do it. Because there are no, there, the only disadvantage is when you accept that there's a disadvantage. But you can use that right. disadvantage to your advantage. It's easier said than done. Yes, that's why saying shit doesn't get shit done. Doing shit gets shit the fuck done. Don't talk about it, be about it. All these shit that us as human beings come up with, all these little lines and shit, say it with your chest. All that shit means that movement doing things moving towards something is much greater than this mouthpiece all this well, shit also, that i'm talking right now i do i i think that also it if you really want to do something you have to really look and see if you want to do it for you right and that's where i think a lot of people fall short because they like i mean there have been things, even even to me, and this is why I'm aware of it, that I knew when I was younger that I wanted to do. But as I got older, I was like, wait, I'm just doing this because mm-hmm. I want people to acknowledge what I'm doing. Right. You know, it ain't really about... It's the look at me aspect, yeah. Yep, yeah, there, is, there is that. Um, and there's some of that in my personality. But like I said, the older I've gotten, it's like, well... I want to do it because I want to do it. Like, right. and, and if that, if, if that does, you know, garner attention, cool. If not, okay. Because, you know, there's also an aspect of, at least in current, uh, maybe pop, you know, popular culture, even, you know, um, certain, uh, I don't know if it'd be generations, I guess, are like, wanting to be acknowledged for every tiny step. Like if you're on Twitter a lot at all, like I was and I mean, I get it, but you can tell that people have been celebrating every little step forward. Like, by the way, and you can do that, but it's, you have to understand it's just a step. Like, you know, if you, if you stop and celebrate every little like oh uh so and so you know uh message me about work like okay that's good okay good but now did you get the work did you finish the work was it good work did it lead to more work you know whatever it is you're doing i'm just saying like at what point do you draw attention to it or do you not draw attention to it at all you just do it because you're happy you're doing what you're doing you know what I mean? I, I, I it really just boils well, down to what's your motivation right, for what you're doing. But I, I think on the other hand, it could be a very 
interesting way of looking back on your achievements and then really seeing what truly mattered. And then I think because the because we are in the digital world and the world of 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 we're in the look at me world. And um I think and it's the, only because uh uh-huh. I was gonna say and the uh uh you know immediate uh what was it oh, instant gratification. Yeah. Where it's like, oh look, I'm already succeeding, I'm already winning. It's like I mean you're in the process, but what if you call everything winning? Nothing is winning. Well, nothing is winning at all because then you, you it's it's a slope, it's a slippery slope. It's it's an interesting way of saying things because like I'm listening to how you to what you're saying, and then I'm thinking on the other end. Well, there's there's actually some some good to that, um, depending on your perspective. Yeah. Obviously, obviously there is because people do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's to say that it's, I mean, to say that it's that people shouldn't do it is another, is another uh, perspective. But I, I, I get it though. It's like, I mean, but then on the, on the other, all right, because now I'm starting to think, I'm thinking in different angles, and this is why now I say, I mean, because on the, on the other hand, when we didn't have all this, we got that instant gratification from the people that were around us. Now, we seem, because we're more digital, we seem to be so far away from, from, uh, from the presence of people, even when we're in front of them, that now we, we have transferred that to the digital world and now that this is where the change is coming is because now that is more important and once that becomes super duper important this whole idea of even wanting to be around people will be less of um like it won't be that important so that something like a pandemic is not even going to matter because like well i can just get on the digital world I, I barely cared about the fucking the physical world because that shit hurt a lot, and so then yep, now yes. next thing you know, next thing you know we're AIs, and then here's the thing, then then we become AIs, but then we become so fucking far away from that the digital world that somebody's gonna want something physical, and so then the digital the digital trend will change again, flip back into the physical. And then, then human contact will enter again. And then it'll keep on being cyclical like that where, yeah, we're moving further away from human contact. And now being yeah. in a pandemic and the longer you stay in a pandemic, the less you even think that, um, that you'll ever be able to have human contact again. So then you gear way, way further towards the, digi- the digital world and the digital world you gets to the point where you can program the way that you want to see your world yeah, and the way that you want to see your life. You'll find the thousands of people that like you. You'll find the thousands of people that will hate you. You'll find whatever you're looking for because it's at the touch of, of a few buttons. Whereas in the physical world, it's, 
it, it, it seems for like I got to travel distances just to get to that particular thing. That's, now yeah. I, I can just fucking put my phone on, which is always on anyway, and I can yeah. I can instantly go to it. I can teleport to it, so to speak. Would you very, would you would you equate it to? It's almost like it's like any other addiction, to where it's like okay, if you if you're addicted to a certain drug you know that that is you know highly habitual and it just makes you feel good like every time you get so that feels good but then you need more of it then you need more of it you need so i feel like this is what happens with even with social media interaction is we get online and we're so used to people congratulating us or like we we only tend to focus on the likes so why likes work because people go, oh, like 500 people like this. They like me 500 times. And then you put out something else and they go, oh my God, they like me a thousand times. And you keep well, doing of, it. You're getting, think about this, say you're getting people, reinforced. Yeah, you're getting reinforced. But the, on, even on the other end of it is, can be self-gratifying too. Being a troll is self-gratifying. Making yeah. sure that you're the well, dick of the internet. Which is, think about it, just not... That's that's more of a of a of an open market right there because there's not that many people that are that successful at doing it and still actually being able to live. So it's it's it's, it's a lot. Like for some people, like to be the bad guy. Like I watched um, Sakashi's fucking uh, documentary or that that unauthorized documentary of Sakashi Six Nine. I thought mm-hmm. it was it was very interesting. Because that's what it was all about. It's all about somebody deciding, deciding to be the bad guy. Because the villain ultimately is the one that is praised the most. But the villain ends up being the hero to some people. There's no difference between being a hero and being a villain. Because mm-hmm. on one end, even if, you're, if, if it's for the greater good, for the greater good or bad. Like, and, and the thing is, you're going to have allies. You're going to have people that, that you do that shit for. Same thing as being a hero. It's just a fucking different name for the same shit. Flipping the same coin, playing the fellow. Yeah. I I think that I think that with you know the analogy I was trying to draw earlier is that even if you get say a lot of attention or a lot of interaction, say on a social media platform, we know that it is possible and it does happen that a lot of it is is um they are bots, you know, that like read algorithms and things like that. And they kind of know how to respond intelligently. But that to me, that's why I equated it to drugs. Because one, it's never enough. You need more and more and more. But the thing that the withdrawal is the fucked up part because somebody can yank it out right from under you. And now you're in a real world where it's not like that. It's not, it's not a social media platform there's no ranking there's no clear because like you, you could go think about this somebody you've never met before say you're you're in a, a restaurant or just i don't know out out at a store and you run into someone you have a little friendly interaction hey how you doing i'm good oh you, do you like this brand of uh i don't know potato chip but just the most random shit you know nothing about them. Now you had that nice little interaction. 
But when you go on a social media uh, platform or anything that has those kind of, um, uh, you know, uh, aspects to them that you can like or, or comment or whatever, if you see a person you've never seen online, you think you know way more about them. Because right. you go to their page, you're like, oh, this garbage, they only got 25 likes on their picture. Like that. Right, so automatically, you put them in a category. I mean, we do. We we still do that in re, in the what you what you call real world. It's just it's just much um, it's much more detailed in the digital world. Right, right. you just you get to know way more about them, like right. way quicker. But if we, if we actually paid attention when we interacted with people, you could pick up a lot. It's just that we're we're so we're so self absorbed that we don't do that shit. But people watching is amazing and then really interacting. Oh, I love people watching. Uh, like, just a truly observing body language without even knowing what people are saying. Like, if you just sit at a restaurant or a bar and just pay attention to people, yo, you pick up so much shit. Con artists are, are the greatest at doing that shit. And, and I don't even like the word con artist. It's just like, look, if I can take advantage of, of somebody for not being aware of themselves, then fucking I will. And we, we do that. We all manipulate somebody in some way. To some degree. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. To some degree. So there's no good or bad about manipulation. It's just whether or not you can be honest with the fact that, yo, I'm pointing out something that you should be aware of. Like, think about it. Every um, time you get ripped off, somebody's pointing out something that you should be aware of. So that's a learning experience. Right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a... Definitely a learning about experience. Learning experiences. Um, I hope you learned yeah. something. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's, let's beat old me. All right, this is a beat a meter, and this is this is where I'm this is where I'm turning into the Grinch, bro. I think I think you ruined a little part of me. You know, you know how when the Grinch in the movie, he holds up that thing and his heart has shrunk. One and a half sizes. I did that to my dick earlier. And I was like, it's down one and a half times. Um, dear God, oh man. This was annoying. Okay, this was, this was disturbing and annoying as fuck. What was the name of it? Just tell people. It's called Christmas Masturbation with Candy Canes and Paddle by Wilhelmina. Get in. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean, getting nothing. <laughs> First of all, this video had two hundred and thirty-nine likes or views. Two nine. about pre. Oh, oh, excuse me. Nineteen likes. Nineteen likes. All right, look. For anybody out there, imagine this. Imagine this. You're at the mall. You take your kid to see Santa. There's a there's a there's a Mrs. Claus there. She looks like she's been smoking since the eighties. She has like she might have had a little fling with your uncle when they were in high school. You know, um, she works at the gas station down on the main street. You know. Um, and, but, you know, she's known to be a bit of a, bit of a freak on the weekends, you know? Oh, yeah. 
she's this like, was just disturbing. She's and like when you, she's like when you're in school and and um and there's like a a lunch lady that you're like, for some reason I just feel like she's a freak. That's weird because she's serving me mashed potatoes and fucking canned string beans. But for some reason oh, I feel this... like she's a freak. And then you just see her outside one day and she's smoking a cigarette, but she's got like a skirt on that's like un Super unattractively short. uncomfortably short. Like, Is she like she 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 takes a puff of the uh, Marlboro? Yeah, it might be a camel camel white. She takes a hit of it and then you see a puff of smoke come out her cooch. Oh yeah, okay, she's going all the way down. She's got long lungs and like the lungs at the end of her <laughs> lungs are like basically her meat curtains that just kind of flap out every time she. She just blows out a cigarette and it just goes like that. So, um, so long story short about this particular uh, film, this flick, this woman decides to masturbate with candy cane. With, like, the I don't big. know how healthy that is. The big ones. Like, we're talking about the ones that you get um, at the Christmas tree shop or at a Dollar General. Um, and, and, like... You know how some you can bite it off and, it, and it's crispy. This one is like real chewy and gooey. It's kind of like the ones that that stayed in the heat a little bit too long, and now as you try to bite it, a lot of it just gets stuck in the back of your teeth. But this woman decided to fucking one suck the fuck out of that candy cane, and then she shoved it up a vagina. I had to say something real quick mm -hmm. uh, while I'm getting nauseous about the candy cane. This video was so annoying that her unwrapping the candy canes annoyed me because yeah, it was like, like <laughs> yeah, it's like too much ASMR. I was like, "What are you?" Do oh, her little room was decorated nicely. It really did look like she had a fuck room. That's a fuck room. I That's a. I'm bringing over John after we get done at the tavern or out of the VFW. I'm gonna rock his world after a couple of PBRs. Yeah, for some yeah. reason, Peppermint Patty pussy was, was purging. Potent? Potent. I, I was trying to find Here, a word. But, here's, yeah. here's the thing about this. She's shoveling candy canes up her coos, and it's like... Talk about self Yeah, one, is that healthy? Um, you're really gonna have to wash down there. Our avatar says more self-love. I'll say, I mean, you don't need nobody else. The other yeah. thing is the paddling was weird. Yeah, well, Some people do like a smack on the ass. She was literally doing, this is the, she was just annoying. She was annoying. Everything she did made noise that was annoying. Because with the paddle, like she wasn't like smacking her ass once. She was like, pop, 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 pop. Imagine being her neighbor. Ugh. Well, like, yo, Wilhelmina's at it again. She's got the, the, the areola and nipples of a Disney character where the eyes are, like, really big, but, but, but they're, like, long, like that. Like that. Um. By the way, she may be the nicest Hello, person. Hello, because I'm sure there's some, some gentlemen that would, that would really get into this. You like to rock her world. He was like, he's like, look. I'm going to have sex. His penis might get stuck in her vagina with I all just, that sugar. I think the most uncomfortable part, oh, and she's 
Oh, I didn't even realize it was a, a two. So two candy canes in the. Oh, side, there's a third one later. And one in the anus. All right. Um, talk about this because, like, look, candy canes full of sugar, and I really feel like that's not gonna be good for you for your vaginal pH. Um, it's. I don't think sticking shoving anything full of sugar up your vagina or your bunghole is going to be the best thing to do. She really loves candy canes too. And I'm not sure if I like candy canes anymore. Oh, she's got nipple rings. I can't have candy canes anymore. See, the thing is, she's got the peppermint ones. And, and what's messed up is, as she's doing this, the red part on the peppermint candy cane is uh. making it look like she has, like, she's on her she's period. On her period. And, yeah. and you got a small one up your butt. Oh, come on. Come on, Wilhelmina. Uh, come on, too honey. Many, too many canes. Too many canes of candy. Go on, honey. Take a chance. This is the wrath of cane. Ugh. Yeah. Swallowing clothes. Swallowing clothes. Swallowing, yeah. This is oh. juice. I just... Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Oh. I'm not giving any kind of... This says no beatability beat whatsoever. It makes my me want to crash, crash my chair into my Christmas tree. My candy cane has been snapped. Oh, God. Jeez, huh? My candy cane did not become hard. Oh, my God. This is, this is definitely not a stay home. Oh, that's that'll be our bill. Does it? <laughs> is it hung or is it hung or hung? Oh, no, yeah. Is it hung Not or a good bit. Is it young or hung? Wait. Wait. Oh yeah, I don't know. I can't think right now. I'm just <laughs> I'm too disturbed. All right. Well, I wish everybody a happy Christmas. Um, happy Christmas, everybody. We probably won't see you on Christmas Day, but maybe the weekend or just maybe Monday. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what presents we got. Feel. See how we feel. Stay young. Stay young. <laughs>